Hi, you're listening to the preaching and teaching ministry of Second Baptist Church Conway. These resources are not designed to take the place of a local church, but we hope they will encourage you on your journey with Christ. For more information about how you can connect with the Second Family, visit mysecond.family. Thanks for listening. Yesterday, you know, was Christmas. We had a good time and all that sort of stuff. And, and I was just kind of curious, those of you who are in the room today, how many of you have already taken down all of your Christmas stuff and it's put away? Anybody? Oh, yes. We got, we got a couple of A-types here. I like it. Normally, we are that way. Normally, by the end of Christmas afternoon, the stuff is down, but ours is, ours is still up. Um, and uh, one of the things that kind of it's kind of weird to me, those of you who all have your stuff up, is the, the stockings, right? How many of you, I'm curious, this is my stocking I wanted to show you because I love it. My wife made it for us when uh, uh, early on in our, our, our marriage, she, she made all of our stockings. And so this is my stocking. How many of you put your stockings back up? Did you just put them back up or are they like in a pile somewhere? Uh, raise your hand if they're in a pile somewhere. Yeah, so that was weird to me this morning, you know, because normally we just put everything up at the end of Christmas. And so I was looking at this. We came out this morning and all of our stockings were just laying in a pile and they seemed so tragic and lifeless. And that's not the way they're supposed to be. But if I hung it back up, that would be weird as well, right? Because it's not waiting for any presents. It's just there. It's stuck in the way. I love stockings. I've told you all this before. Stockings are one of my favorite part of Christmas because it's just a little treasure in there. And I'm in charge of stockings. You know, I'm like most dads. I was just as surprised to see what the kids got yesterday as, uh, as they were. I had no idea, and, uh, and uh, they were very good, so they got a lot of stuff. I'm in charge of stockings, and so I have to stuff the stockings for everybody, and so um, that's exciting for me. In fact, I brought what I, what I gave myself. Um, this is what I put in my stocking. Look at that. It's a little miniature of my truck. It'll, <laughs> It's exactly like, I mean, it looks exactly like it. I was so pleased. I was so excited. Um, everybody else was shocked that I gave myself this as well. When I pulled it out, Jackie goes, oh, look, it's a tiny idol to look just like your big idol. Uh, she's jealous. Uh, and so, you know, so I love stockings. I love, I love what's there. I also, some of you kids, you brought some of your gifts that you brought, that you got yesterday, and you've already shown me, and I really appreciate that. I really like that. But it really brings up this idea of what do we do with the stockings now that Christmas is over? What do you do with your stocking now that Christmas is over? Like I already asked you guys, and some of you already put some stuff away. Some of them are in piles. Some of them have them standing up. In Matthew chapter 2, verse 1, the Bible says, um, this very simple verse, it says, and after Jesus was born, after Jesus was born, it really brings up this question for all of us this morning is, is this, kind of like the stockings, what do, what do we do with Jesus now that Christmas is over? After Jesus was born. Like yesterday was away in a manger, but now after Jesus was born. And so this morning, the question that I want to ask you is this, what do we do with Jesus now that Christmas is over? And I'm going to answer that question very quickly by introducing to you three individuals or, or three kings, we can call it. Let me read the story to you. And if you're, if you're a little one, if you're a kid, listen up. Let me read this story to you. This is after the Christmas story. You already heard some of this. It says, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of King Herod, everybody say boo. Boo, boo King Herod. Wise men, everybody say yay. yay. 
they came from the east, arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who was born king of the Jews? For we saw his star as it was rising and have come to worship him. Everybody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. When King Herod heard this, he was deeply disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. And he assembled all the chief priests and the scribes, that's all the smart people, and asked them, where is Messiah? That's Jesus. And where was Jesus going to be born? Where was Jesus going to be born? Does anybody know? Everybody say Bethlehem. Verse 5 says, in Bethlehem of Judea, they told him, because this is what was written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, or Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, because out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly summoned all the wise men and asked them the exact time that the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, report him back to me so that I too can go and worship him. Everybody say hallelujah. There's a lot of preachers that do that kind of stuff. I'm not doing that for their reasons. I'm just doing it because kids are here. After hearing the king, they went on their way, and there it was. The star they had seen uh, at the, as it, the star they had seen at its rising. It led them until it came and stopped above the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were overwhelmed with joy. Everybody say, yay. Yay. Entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. Everybody say, aw. And falling to their knees, they worshiped him. Then they opened their treasure and presented him with their gifts, their presents. They gave him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Frankincense and myrrh are like um, perfume and spices. And being warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their own country, another route. So let me introduce you to these three people. There are three people that I want you to meet. And all three of them are kings. And these three, by meeting these three people, we are going to answer the question, what do we do with Jesus now that Christmas is over? The first one is King Herod. It says there in verse two that when King Herod heard about Jesus, that he was deeply disturbed. That means that he was upset. He was upset because Jesus threatened to take away the thing that he loved the thing, his own little kingdom, because he was king of that area and he heard that King Jesus was there. And so it threatened to take away the the kingdom that he loved. It's like if you have a brother or a sister and you have a present and then they come and they try to take your present from you, that makes you upset. That makes you disturbed. That's what happened to King uh, Herod. And so what he did in response to that, not only did he feel threatened, but he also then, he did the weirdest thing. Y'all know what he did? He pretended to worship. He hid his upsetness by pretending to worship. And there's a lot of people that do that. They'll pretend to worship Jesus. They'll say things like, well, God told me to do something that ends up being very selfish. Or they will come to church every now and then if, if something better isn't on their schedule. Or they'll even say church words but they are disturbed by Jesus because Jesus, if you follow Jesus, Jesus asks you to do things that are going to mean that you're no longer the king or the queen, that you're no longer in charge. King Jesus is in charge. And so they pretend to worship. And that's what King Herod did. King Herod gives us two things to do with Jesus after Christmas. One is to be threatened by him or to be upset by him. And then to cover that up with two to pretend that we love Jesus. 
So you can feel scared by Jesus and then pretend to love Jesus. There's some other kings in the story as well. They are called the three kings. They are called the wise men. Now, here to be honest with you, uh, kids, listen, we don't actually know if they were kings, okay? There's stories like, we three kings of Orientar, that, that song, you know? We call them three kings, but we're not really sure that they were kings. The, one of the ways that we call them is the magi. They're wise people. Um, they read old books and then told stories, those sort of things. And so for just this morning in that song, we're going to pretend that they were kings and that the way that they respond to Jesus, they respond to Jesus in two ways. First of all, they went to Jesus. They said that they saw his star in the east, and so they went toward the west, or they saw, they were in the east, and they saw the star, and so they went toward the west. They moved toward Jesus. They went toward Jesus. Jesus asked us to come toward him, that Jesus is perfect, and Jesus is right, and Jesus has come to the earth, and he asked you to turn and come towards Jesus, and they did that. Tomorrow, my family is going to load up in our SUV and we're going to make the six-hour trip to Dallas. We are going to go all the way to Dallas to see family. And I was kind of curious, how many of you, by show of hands, how many of you traveled to Conway uh, this Christmas? You're, you're from out of town. Anybody? Let me see your hands. I see, I see some hands across the room. Yeah? Anybody travel really far? Like, uh, let's say, over six hours? Right? There. I even heard... I'm not totally sure about this, but I heard just a minute ago that we have um, some missionaries that serve in the Philippines that are with us this morning. Would you guys thank them for their service to uh, Christ and to the church? We are big fans of our missionaries that serve around the globe. But like missionaries that go across the then like my family that's going to load up and go to Dallas, these wise men, these kings, they loaded up and they moved toward Jesus. The second thing that they did is they sacrificed. I've never bought any frankincense or myrrh, but I hear that it's very expensive. All right, gold and frankincense, it's like your very favorite thing, your very favorite toy. If you were to give that and give it to Jesus, that's what they did. They went towards Jesus and they sacrificed for Jesus. That's what the song says. We three kings of Orient, Orient are bearing gifts. We travel, travel so far, field and fountain, moor and mountain following yonder star. They traveled towards Jesus. They sacrificed for Jesus. And like King Herod, who pretended and was distraught, giving two ways that we can respond to Jesus. The, the three kings, they respond in a different way. They move towards him and they sacrifice towards him. Which brings up our third king. We have King Herod, we have the three kings, and then we have King Jesus, who's in charge, who is the rightful ruler of the world. And so the real way that you have this morning is to respond to Jesus. You have an opportunity this morning to respond to Jesus like you always have. That understanding that Jesus is actually in charge, that when he was born a baby, he was born a king. And that you can respond like the wise men, like the magi, like the three kings. You can come towards Jesus, repent and respond and come towards Jesus and sacrifice the life that you have. You see, King Herod was distraught because he wanted to be in charge. But the reality is that if Jesus is really the king, which he is, then we're not in charge, he's in charge. And that's what the Bible calls trusting Jesus as our savior. That you really have two responses. 
to respond to Jesus by pretending to love Jesus or to respond to Jesus by actually worshiping Jesus because he is the rightful king. The song goes on to say, Born a king on Bethlehem's plain, gold I bring to crown him again, king forever, ceasing never, over us all to reign. That's the way that we respond to Jesus. So this next year, this next week, you can respond to Jesus in these two ways. Take steps towards Jesus. If you've already trusted Jesus as your Savior, then you can do things like read your Bible every day. You can forgive the person that you've been holding a grudge against. You can walk closer and closer to Jesus and the way that he expects you to walk closer to Jesus. You can also sacrifice, and of course that could be financial sacrifices, but it can also mean that maybe this next year you sign up uh, to serve in your church, wherever your church is. If this is your home church or wherever your church is, or maybe you go on a mission project one week or two weeks, that we would take steps closer to Jesus, that we would sacrifice for Jesus. A couple of months ago, I noticed on our shelf in our living room, there was this piece of metal. And um, it's shaped like Texas, all right? And uh, it's cut out of a, an old uh, Texas license plate. And it was just sitting up on our mantle. This was like back in August when I noticed this. And it's been sitting up there for a couple of years. And of course, uh, we're Texans. And so it's the kind of thing that we have around our house, you know, because um, if you ever meet a Texan, they'll let you know, you know. And so uh, it's on, our, it's on our, our, our shelf right there. But the thing about it is, is not, it's, it's kind of a cool thing. It's got these rough edges and stuff, and I really like it. But, but the thing that I noticed about it is that it's actually a Christmas ornament. A couple of years ago when we were taking down all of our Christmas stuff, we just forgot, you know, and it was sitting over there on the side. It was actually laying down. And so at some point in the year, we just kind of picked it up and set it up on the shelf. And so it's been sitting up there. This little Christmas ornament, actually one of my favorite Christmas ornaments, has just been sitting up on our shelf all year long for several years. It's not Christmas time, but we have this Christmas ornament up on our shelf. And this little ornament, this little piece of metal, is something that I hope to remind us all as we leave here today and as you go and throughout the rest of the year. Christmas, the day, it's over, right? That was yesterday. But what do we do with Jesus now that Christmas is over? Well, we just keep celebrating the reality of what it is that we celebrated yesterday that he is the right and the true king and that we are not. That's what we do with Jesus. Thank you for listening to the preaching and teaching ministry of Second Baptist. We hope that we will see you in person this next Sunday. To find more information about service times, location, and ministry offerings, visit mysecond.family. Thank you for listening.